0: I am Jen Wilson, author and body, mind and soul coach. Welcome to the I Am podcast, where we explore who you are. Hello, it is Jen from the I Am Jen Wilson podcast. I don't know why I'm singing to you. Um, Right, today I have Kim McLeod on the show and I have known Kim maybe six years, maybe longer. I can't remember. Um, I first met her when she ran a thing called the Happiness Club, which my mum had come across when she was looking for a badminton club. Very, very different event than a badminton club. But we got to meet Kim and Kim is now in my life and helped me publish my book, Nine Rules to Sort Your Shit. I love Kim so much, and the stuff that she shares in this podcast gave me goosebumps. Honestly, I was goosebumped from head to toe pretty much our whole conversation, so I'm not even going to say anything about it. I want you to hear it for yourself. Listen with an open mind, and let us know what you think, let us know if you've got any stories to share and as always if you love this podcast or you think of anybody else who should hear this podcast please share it, leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify or SoundCloud or wherever you can leave a review, give it a wee love heart, give it a wee five stars, help other people be able to find the podcast as well, it's all part of it's like a community pro- process, you help the world finds me and then I get to find the world. Um yeah, so check this podcast out. Have a listen. Let us know what you think. Kim McLeod, you're in my house. Yay! <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. Right, so this this is gonna be episode 109. Okay.
1: I can't believe I've waited to 109 episodes <laughs> to when did we tell you when we sat and said you need to do a podcast? That was um, 190 well, episodes ago.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, a long time
0: ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, that has been three years, it was three years recording. Uh-huh. <laughs> I said, I'm recording. <laughs> <laughs> this is real loud, That's um, it. it was. Just after I got diagnosed. That's right. That I yep. And I actually launched it. So I think it was around the summertime
1: of 2017 that I actually put the first episode out. Yeah, because we had been talking about it in the Mastermind group that we'd set up for the, the books. That's right. With Helen. Claire and Helen. Clair Helen. Helen. uh uh-huh. Claire and you there. So,
0: goodness gracious. Yes. And, yes. <laughs> and it
1: took episodes one hundred
0: and nine episodes before we got you in. <laughs> And you've been, um, you've been always been on my list. <laughs> come, must ask Kim; she wants to be okay. But obviously, we both believe in the divine timing and, and yeah. everything happens at the right time, for yep. the, the right story and information to come out. So that's it. Introduce yourself to the listeners.
1: <gasps> oh right, okay. So my name is Kim MacLeod. Um I, I just had my birthday. We were talking about being oh, middle aged. Um, yeah, I'm def- I'm definitely middle aged now. I'm fifty four. So. Although I think I'm 34, because when I turned 40, we started going back the way, and then I got to 30 and started going back up the way, so, I'm, so I was always a bit confused in what age I <laughs> um, So, together with my husband, Sinclair, we uh, help make writer's dreams come true yep. Within the Authors World. So oh, that's a big... I did one of them. You did one of those. <laughs> you did one of those. Yes, we've been busy publishing books. Um What else? I'm coming out the spiritual closet, and this might be the first time that I'm really talking about this in public, so that may be. I'm excited about that, because <laughs> yeah, I
0: when you did your the courses and things like yeah. that, and you said, I've got loads to tell you, so now could be time, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. there. We'll <laughs> get
1: there. Yeah, so, yeah, there's been lots of stuff going on recently, and it's time to, to kind of open up that a little bit more. Yeah. So, is in the author's world considered a publishing
0: house, or, like, how
1: how would you define that yeah so we are yeah i would say we are a publishing house yeah but every author who works with us has all their rights and keeps all their money and has their own publishing imprint name Uh, so we help we help the writers to to basically to self-publish
0: yeah
1: but we do everything that a traditional publisher does and more i I will say and more yeah uh But we don't fit. We don't fit um, publishing Scotland's criteria as being a publisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, so yeah. But but yeah, we are a publishing house. We're a publishing family, probably is what you would say. I think because yeah, yeah, yeah. we always talk about our indie authors' family. Yeah, um, because the people that come to work with us, they they'll become friends, really. You know, um, some of it's friends because you know, family are not necessarily <laughs> always your friends. <laughs>
0: Your selected <laughs> family, though. Our selected like family. family. yeah family. Yeah. 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 And I know as being part of your group, how welcoming, like any time I've been along to any events, everybody is just so accepting of you and so lovely. And I mm-hmm. think that obviously says a lot for who you and Sinclair are as people, because that's what you encourage. That's yeah. who you are. And
1: they obviously you attract... You attract like, mm-hmm. like... for like, so... Yeah. And I think we've been we have been really lucky because we've just got to work with some amazing people, yeah. And there's nothing nicer when you know that you're helping make somebody's dream come true. Mm-hmm. And you go back to some of the the classes and stuff that I ran before, where I did all my happiness work and you know running the happiness clubs and things. That was really fulfilling, but you know people are going away from them feeling a bit happier but when somebody gets something physical in their hands like a book yeah <laughs> they're holding that and go ah you know my name's on it and you know look at the cover you know so so that's really that's really exciting and everybody's got a different reason for putting a book together as well yeah and that's the bit I love I love to find out why they're right not even as so much about what they're writing actually, but why they're writing it and what they hope to achieve with it and what success means for them and so those are those are the things that, that that's probably why I'm still doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. because you know way back way back many many years ago when I was um, employed and, uh, um, as an HR manager <laughs> uh, I never I was never in a job for more than two years mm-hmm. because I got bored and moved yeah and we're, we're, in our, we're in our ninth year of kind of something happening Wendy the office. there's eight years officially of our business just about finished in our ninth year. So there's something obviously keeps me <laughs> yeah. in amongst this because always, there's always something new and there's always something exciting. I was like that as well when I was employed. I was always changing
0: either the position that I was doing within the job mm-hmm. or yeah. yeah, changing the company because like that once I learned how to do what I was doing I was like, right, what's next? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I, yeah. I can't just keep doing that same thing. So then when you find something where the learning never stops. Like, you're dealing with different people all the time. Mm -hmm. and
1: there's so many different aspects to what it is that you're doing that (laughs) there's no time to get bored. No, and no two books are ever the same. Yeah. I mean, I could have two writers come in and tell me that they were writing something about the exact same genre. Yeah. But the books won't be the same Mm -hmm. because that person's bringing... Their knowledge and experience with them and their view of the world. Yeah. Even if they're writing, even if it was factually kind of fairly similar, mm-hmm. they're still going to be writing something mm-hmm. that's different. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's what's yeah, that's what's fun.
0: Yeah. But you help people draw out who they are and put their personality into the book. Yeah, yeah. I remember when you read my my book the first time, you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, you need to put more of you
1: into this. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's yeah, that's the bit that I enjoy because you get. It depends because we're working we all sorts of genres, as I said. Some people are, are writing a, a fictional story and even there, there'll still be bits of them, bits of themselves in that story that yeah. they're doing. Somebody who's working in the kind of self-help, personal development field, you've either got the trying to be, distance themselves a little bit, so it's, it's almost like I want the professional book to be there. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, that, that where things are really helpful when you can put your personality in it, and particularly when I know you, you know, I was yeah. like, well, this is, there's not enough of you here, you know, <laughs> even to the language that your mother would kind of go, oh, my goodness, you <laughs> like, can't say that. <laughs> she stopped trying <laughs> Just, well, just I don't went over <laughs> But, yeah, that's that's the coach bit, I suppose, in me. Yeah. Um, and also helping people to see when they look at what they think they can do with their book, because that whole question of what success means for you, someone like, oh well, if I, you know, it's like if I only sold, if I sold a few copies, and it wasn't just my mom and dad that bought it, and I'm like, right, okay, but what is it that you really want to do with yeah. this? and where do you think this book fits within the rest of your, you know, what else is happening in your life? What else have you got, you know? Where does it fit in your dreams for everything else? Yeah. And I like to get people just to kind up, of like, okay, well, lift your head up a wee bit. You know, we think there's there's, there's possibilities, and because I'm around this world. You know, I see things that, that they don't see. They yeah. don't know that oh well would you mean that's possible? Yeah. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah we can do that. We can help you do that. So um so yeah, that's the good bit. Yeah. And this came about because Sinclair had unfinished books. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um yeah. And my husband Sinclair has always had always written stuff. Always written stuff. Had never finished anything. Um, so we had lots of Finished crime novels, sci-fi. There was bits of scripts. I mean, honestly, and he would every now and again he would he would give stuff to his friends, and they would be loving it. And, would, and then he would just, for whatever reason, life took over, and, and he got bored with it and just sat it aside. Um, but it's actually because our son died um, that he decided about a year after Carolyn died that life's too short not to do what you really want to do. And at that time, it was right. I need to write. I need to write a book. Mm-hmm. So we're coming up. We're just saying it's ten years. The eleventh of September is ten years since that first book came out. The Reluctant Detective. Yeah, it was his first book ten yes. years ago. And how many's it got out now? Um, he's got eight books. The difficulty is that we now publish. We spend far too much time publishing everybody <laughs> else's. That he doesn't write very much. But COVID time was actually pretty good because we did we, we set up a, a writer's group yeah. and he's been really active with them and that's been encouraging him to to actually write some yeah. more. Yeah. So so yeah. So I think that it's you know he's 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 gradually now getting away from some of the, the nuts and bolts of stuff that he does because he's the he's the techie creative one. Yeah. As you guess, I'm the blatherer, you know, so <laughs> um <laughs> uh, so he's the one who turns your words into the book you know and designs the covers and does all the typeset and creates the ebooks and does all of that sort of stuff so so we're and we're we're, business has grown that we're now we do need other people we've got people who help occasionally with some of that but yeah it's been able to step a wee bit further away from that so that he can get a bit more creative time and actually go and write some more and he needs to write I mean he's left There's a bit of a cliffhanger with one stuff, and (laughs) I'm going. I mean, I've read the site. You need to finish this. I want to know what happens. For goodness' sake! Mm. So life being
0: too short Mm. is something that we all need to remember. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, the whole this whole COVID stuff brought that initially to the front of people's minds because. There were people who were getting sick and dying from it very quickly at the start of it, yeah. which is always horrifically painful and horrifically sad when people die. Yeah. Um, but we need to keep remembering that we don't know when our last day is going to be,
1: yeah. ever.
0: How, how do you well, manage that?
1: Yeah, my view, none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. No. Nobody. And... Like, see, yeah, the whole COVID situation, I think, has maybe got people to to wake up a little and realise that we now, you know, try and focus on what you want to be doing and do it. Don't put things off. But particularly with, because we lost Callum. I mean, mm-hmm. it was meningitis that Callum died from. Thirteen years ago. Yeah. Thirteen years ago. this October, and that you know, very sudden. So you know, within three hours of waking up with a headache, he was on a ventilator. So you, when you've gone through something like that, that completely just turns your world upside down, especially with a, with a child, you know yeah. I mean? I think, you know, I mean, my heart goes out to anybody just now who's experienced loss through COVID and there's a lot of people, you know, who are yeah. struggling um, because of that. But if you lose a child, it, you know, it's, it's not the natural order of things. And particularly when Calum had been really healthy and fit, you know, it was completely yeah, devastating. Unexpected. Yeah, completely unexpected. So, I think for me, it's it's about then recognising that you can't, you know, that like said you don't know whether you've got tomorrow. Yeah. And if Cal, for me, if, I I always had this thing. If Callum could see me, for us trying to kind of get back into some sort of some sort of life after that trauma, um, was was thinking if if he could see me, I wanted him to see me that I was still the kind of happy mum that he knew. So that was a kind of driving force for me at the start. After he died, I needed to kind of try and find a way to kind of just get get through first of all get through the days day to day, but then striving towards that's what I wanted to be. I wanted us all to be a happy family again. And that gives you I think a sense that you you have you, you have to then kind of keep going. You have to kind of look at what it is that brings you joy and what it is that, that um that makes life more enjoyable for you. Yeah, it's finding your sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and that could be in all sorts of ways and all sorts mm-hmm. of things. And like for first of all, it was, for me, the whole spreading happiness was really, really important to me, mm-hmm. and that's still important to me. But it's not what I'm doing day to day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the whole life's too short. I think if we, if we recognise that, and not put things off. You know, I used to make a great one for my my, my five year plans. I mean, that was I think I used to laugh at me. You know, where are we up to in my five year plan? <laughs> and after Calandide, I stopped planning at all because mm-hmm. it was like, how can you know if that can happen? How can you? I you can't plan at all. Yeah. And now, I, now I do still plan things, um, but as we were just saying, we're now talking about life being too short and uh, moving home, <laughs> um, and that's. That's been because we want to move to the seaside, and it's been something that's been around for us for a long time. Every time it's like, I love being being by the sea. I just want to find somewhere I could live by the sea. Now the timing's right because Kirsten, her daughter's not at home anymore. She's not going to be coming back to stay with us. Still getting a roof over her head. She needs it. It's (laughs) all right. You know, I've not packed her out. Said she's never officially moved out. She's officially moved out. Um, And the whole COVID situation. Mm -hmm. You also realise that. You Know if, if for anything you can work anywhere, yeah, <laughs> and be anywhere, so so yeah, kind of season the day, really. I think, and just deciding that, yeah, life's too short. If what, what could we do? You know, if you could sit here thinking, okay, so I've got ten, 10 years' time, then I might retire and move to the sea. Who knows if I've got 10 years? Yeah, yeah let's make the decision I hope and go. what I do? Ah, yeah, I'm not planning on. <laughs> I wouldn't know move to see you, I'll tell you, I'm bloody angry if I don't. You know I've just got it. Yeah, got it. But I think it, it, is, it is that idea that when something tragic happens to you, you can either sit back and say, oh, no, my life is over, mm-hmm. and this terrible situation has happened, and be stuck in that yeah and everybody needs to go through a period of that yeah you know i mean you know you've lost people close to you and you know that 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 whole grief thing isn't easy (laughs) exactly it's definitely not definitely not easy uh so you have to still you have to still experience and feel the feelings and, and work your way through that so this isn't a this isn't a run away from it all yeah, and bury yeah. your head in your hands yeah, and put ha- that fake happiness smile on.
0: Yes. It's finding yeah. the genuine joy in yes. your heart.
1: Yep. And recognising that you still have to deal with the, the loss mm-hmm. and come to terms with the loss. Yeah. Uh, but how long did that period take you to get
0: from the initial horrific shock to finding that not happy, happy, joy, joy, but that days were getting
1: easier? If that's maybe yeah. the right word. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, I, for me, I described it as, as how colourful my days got. Okay, yeah. <laughs> because to start with, the world was just black. Yeah. yeah it was black and bleak, and I had never experienced ever been that black and bleak. Mm. And then gradually, I got wee chunks of grey. Yeah. And then you got a wee bit more light mm. until eventually I would say that I was then having some colour in my days. That's how. So for me, it was very colour orientated. Yeah. And it probably took, I think that, I mean, the, the first year, I and mean, people will talk about it if they've had a you know a really traumatic kind of like loss. The first year is probably a hard year because everything's new. Yeah. The first, the first, the first, yeah. And I, I had in my head then, well, once I've got over the first year and I've managed to get through that, mm. it'll be easier. But in fact, the second year was probably harder for me. In some ways. that was because you had that expectation of it was going to be easier yep. and it
0: didn't meet the expectation?
1: Yeah, I think partly that and also the story I was telling myself at that mm. point was that Callum was getting further away. Yeah. So the timeline for me at that point was, so we're now, I'm now in my second and he's further away from me. And when I realised, because we were right, both. NLP and we can flip stuff in our heads and change change our our stories that we're telling ourselves yeah. and I realised that he wasn't any further away mm-hmm. because that time didn't really, the, the time wasn't going to matter, you yeah. know, it yeah. might just be, so now we're talking it's 13 years, in fact Sinclair had worked out that the day we came back from our holidays was the day... That he had that Callum had been gone longer than he'd been with us, mm. and I said, "Why did you have to work that? You know that I yeah. found that a strange concept that for yeah, him. That that was important. That was important to work out." And I said, "But um, you know, I, I don't. I, it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. work for me. Yeah. You know, yeah, it doesn't work right. for me. But for him, it was. He wanted to to work that out." But maybe because uh, you know, the thing is that I, you know, I have a direct link to Callum, and we talk. Yeah. You know, I started off writing to him. We now talk to each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got a, you know a very strong connection with him. Yeah. I think it's important as well that everybody deals
0: with their version of grief differently. So yeah. that's. Yeah. Sinclair's way of dealing with yeah. it.
1: This is your way of dealing with it. Yeah. Kirsten
0: has her way of dealing with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's that's the thing is that. Um, you know, I've, my my view on life, death, multiple lives, deaths. Yeah. Et cetera, we revisit. Yeah. You know, I have got I've got a different experience and understanding. Yeah. And not everybody can actually mm-hmm. would listen to what we're what we're talking about, even and mm-hmm. think, yeah, yeah. I think I'll agree with that, or I could go with that, mm-hmm. because everybody's beliefs and experiences are different. So you have to find something that's going to work for you um what I would say for anybody listening though if you're grieving is you, you have to feel the feelings you have you know you can't hide from it you find a way of of you know, letting that go and you know and somehow I mean journaling for me was the thing really that helped Going and screaming and battering pillows as well helped <laughs> um having friends to talk to you yeah. know, help just being able to you know if you need to just wrap yourself in their clothes and a blanket or whatever to to kind of give yourself some comfort, that can help. Yeah. It's whatever you need that you can get through. Sometimes that minute, that you know, the next couple of hours, yeah. it does get easier. People, you know, that whole thing about oh, time makes it easy. The reality is, unfortunately, you know, there not You can't shortcut. Your feelings to go. I'll just cut all this out, and that's that's So for me, a year, a year, i will be fine. Yeah, you know, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work, and for some people, it can be a long time. But whatever, what I would say to anybody who's struggling just now is, find a way not to be stuck in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> because when you're stuck in it, then that's when you you've that loss has actually taken you as a victim as well. Because then your, you know your your joy and your essence has gone, and the people that we love, never ever want to see you no. like that, because you know that you wouldn't. I mean, if you if you knew you were going tomorrow and you're saying everybody, you don't want yes, yeah, so obviously, be sad for a while. You know, <laughs> you know, <Just> some respect. <laughs> exactly. I don't want you partying the next day. You know, but, I mean. But, but you wouldn't want you wouldn't want your, your people yeah. nearest and dearest to you to 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 say that that's their life's over
0: yeah either yeah, yeah i know i had them amanda trainer this mrs brain trainer on the podcast not too long ago and um she had a stillbirth and it was at her baby's funeral that she was like and i'm gonna make your life count and yeah. she completely changed her whole our whole world yeah yeah made a difference so it's Finding that strength and I know you talk to Callum all the time, but so he helps you yeah. through life now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like what what would you imagine that person would tell you? Yeah. If they if you could hear them right now, what would they say to you about yeah. that that in itself I find is really powerful to yeah. help Yeah.
1: Help you help Process you life. Yeah, exactly.
0: yeah.
1: And I mean somebody I mean like that I mean I still burst really hard because yeah. you've you've had all the expectation and none of the joy. We had almost thirteen years of joy, and if somebody said to me, "Would I do it all again tomorrow?" knowing that I still had those almost thirteen years, I would say yes, even though the heartache was coming.
0: Yeah,
1: and the really is because I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's that's a yeah, that's a totally different thing. But but that's that's really hard, and um, to find to find the strength. And I think everybody has it. You know, people say to me, "Oh, you're a really strong person." I think everybody has a strength. To them. Yeah. Sometimes you might not think you're allowed to.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Because we have this expectation. You know, this thing about love. When you love somebody, if you know, it's almost like I love them to the end. I couldn't, you know, they complete me. I can't live without them. You know, that's these are words that we use in our language, mm. and then people think that that's
0: utter
1: what nonsense. The... Yeah, so you is... dismiss your feelings
0: and emotions, <laughs> but that's utter nonsense. <laughs> Because you can live without people. Yes. It, yeah. yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah. There's yeah. sad times, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. If your pulse is still there and yeah. you wake up in
1: the morning, you can live without that person. You're, yeah. You're. Yeah. You're yeah. living. Yeah. And um, and that's the thing. So you. So there is ways of then finding the joy, and you know, I, I had a I had a wee mantra that kind of like helped me, which was i live my life well to honour my son. Yes. So that if he can see me, I know, that, I know that he can. So he sees that we have gone on to do things again in his name. You know, yes. if we've used that energy to fuel stuff to make a difference. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, that, that's the thing is that, um, you know, there's so much, there's so much wouldn't have happened. Yeah. If Callum was still here. And don't you know? Again, if you if you got to trade, you say yeah, okay, yeah, I'll have them back. But we don't get to trade. Yeah. Um, Do you think you're still working in HR? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Thankfully, I mean, here's the I mean, that's the thing. Two thousand and seven was the year that I left my HR career, mm-hmm. left my job, set up stress the positive. Sinclair left his IT job, set up his wee web design IT support business. Um and Callum mm-hmm. died. Well, Only no, one year. Oh shit. Honestly, I mean it's like you just think the change that we had in yeah. in a year, but we had what five from May know, like so we had almost five months though of um the four of us being at home. It didn't I mean just start businesses? No, no, but you'd two hate they it up together. Yeah. But the happiest we had been as a family because we didn't have the external stress and pressures that those jobs brought us. Yeah. Because that's why the two of us are no longer employed by anybody else. <laughs> um uh and uh but then so we had the happiest time and then we had the absolute lowest time. Yeah. Um but you know, I definitely wouldn't I mean I, I couldn't go back to working human remains anymore. Um so <laughs> No. god bless you so those of you who are out there I know <laughs> how hard it is but no I couldn't I couldn't go back I couldn't go back yeah
0: and so you quite recently started having your connection with Callum or has this been there a while
1: oh it's been there a long time yeah <laughs> but you started nurturing it more yes. recently yeah. yeah yeah um I think I said so one of my coping mechanisms early alone was to write and I just started to write how I was feeling. That was initially it. It was how I was feeling in the early days after after Cal died, when you know when I couldn't sleep. And then I realised that what I wanted to do was to keep a connection with him, so I could do that if I wrote to him. Yeah. So I so I constantly just then wrote to him and wrote to him and said, and every now and again I would ask a question because it was something like so. Where are you? I want to know where you are. You need to tell me where you are. And I would have what I would describe as um so the thought suddenly would pop into my head, right? So it wasn't like it appeared in front of me or I even at that point heard his voice. But what I had was a thought would appear. And he started this thought would appear and I would write it I would write it down. So the thought initially was, Where are you? Well, if you describe it as um, I'm a floor above you, and the way that we the way that we can actually meet is that we kind of need to meet in the middle. So think about it that we're in a lift, and you need to come halfway up, and I need to come halfway down, and we meet in the middle, and that's where we can actually have that communication. So that so, and that was that makes total sense to
0: me. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that was like well, you
1: know, we, we need it. yeah. So because as, as a human as a human being existing, we are energetically from a spiritual perspective, quite dense in energy. So we need to raise our vibrational energy up. So that's the thing about coming up half the floor. He's a lot higher and lighter and up there, so he has to kind of just ease himself down to kind of make that connection. So so we made that connection early on, but I think what's been happening more recently is that we've we've always kind of, like, we've talked, but that communication level has now gone to... I'm having more to say, and me being now prepared to kind of really talk about it out loud to, yeah. to others um, and share this spiritual connection. Um, Why do you think you haven't spoken about it before? Oh, it's, there's lots of there's lots of fear stuff in comes up in case people grab the right jacket. Yeah, oh I, I, yeah, face. cuddle my jacket. Yeah, <laughs> um, part of it I actually think is past life fear. Okay, yeah. Um, whether you folk could listen and believe or not in past lives, but, don't you know, care. No, don't care, you can listen, here's <laughs> my perspective anyway, I'll give you my and worth, yep, I now understand some past life stuff that I've done and, um, you know, past life, when you talk about this kind of stuff, then, you know, way, way back, you know, you were the, you were the witch, you were the mystic and witches and people who were, these women were all rounded up and, and Either drowned or burned at the stake or whatever. So, I had a past life experience about that. So, there was some stuff there that was preventing me from speaking Mm. out. Obviously, just you know, it's that you know, well, people just think I'm mad. I am actually, but (laughs) but, you know, quite a sensible way, I think, you know, in a good way, in a good way. I'm mad in a good way. So, that that was there was a lot of that, you know, just what would people really think if they said, well, she talks to people and she hears voices and. She has this kind of strange stuff that happens when I write that somebody kind of takes over the pen, and that's what and that's what's been happening. I've had more of what we call channelled writing. Yeah.
0: Um. So. You think we all have that capability?
1: I think we do. Yes, I think that we do. It's it's like any skill, though. You know, it's just some of us are naturally more gifted at things. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're far more bendy than I could be, you know, ever, no matter how much you try to teach me <laughs> Um But I know that if I kept working at it every day, I would get better and I could do that. Yeah. My body doesn't bend naturally so easily. Yours, yours does. Um, so in the same way, I think that whole connecting and understanding that we are, from my perspective, we are spiritual beings in a human existence. Yeah. And that we are still connected to our spiritual soul families, yep. and if we tuned in in such a way that we can connect with with those that are around us, that you would get something. You would you would get something. Now some people will just totally go that's utter rubbish. Absolutely fine. That's you know your 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 belief sure system. View of the yeah, sure. You the world. Yeah, yeah. So, but I just think that everybody can. Um that, this wasn't something um I'm not the spooky one in my family. <laughs> you know, that's my that's my sister. I mean she's okay. the Linda's the you know, Linda's the crazy cat lady that yeah, had all the um the connections to um his kind of spiritual stuff and was the any uh, the weird and wacky things. I was the sensible one, I was the older one in the family that was the sensible one. Did she play with the Ouija board and stuff yeah, yeah. like that? Oh, yeah, oh, she had trouble for that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's... yeah at some point, and so did my mum, and when you actually started to talk about this, that there is a real connection through my family, with, you know, like my granny read tea leaves, you know, you read your fortune of the tea leaves, you know, that, um, my mum, I mean, had, my mum just died last year, and she had a, a real kind of spiritual connection, and she went to, a, you know, a, a circle, she sat in a circle, to talk about mm-hmm. often as a kind of development circle, mm-hmm. um, so she was actually tuning in more, you know, mm-hmm. doing that. Um, her, she'd done some stuff. I mean, that was a she had a, a Ouija board incident many, many years ago, and she would never tell us exactly what happened because it was like just not that. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to talk about it. It was too scary. I'm not talking about it. Okay. Um. So it's not a bit kind of dark stuff.
0: Do you think though that a lot of that is because it's it's not accepted to be able to speak to people in other planes and things like that that things like the Ouija board it's like oh that's spooky oh that's scary because when I was brought up in a Catholic family so you know, talking to the other side was <laughs> very frowned upon but like that my aunt had said to my mum don't ever play with that because bad things will happen yeah but you wonder did the bad things happen or do you just believe that they did because the board might have moved by itself and you got afraid and you saw that as a negative thing rather than yeah potentially a positive
1: thing. You say come back to as well as to your, what your beliefs are and what yeah. you've been told. So if you've been told this is scary and, and you shouldn't do it and whatever, you know, it's just... Of course So So then, yeah. yeah. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff around it. Um, I think, and now more than ever, I think this is what's coming up for me. And why Why? I'm now sort of coming out of the spiritual closet, if you like, is that particularly this year, so much has happened. So many people have suffered loss this year. Mm. Young people in particular are probably now asking what on earth's going on. You know, wanting to know more about, you know, about life and the world that most of us probably didn't start to ask those questions. It's not something that you tend to ask when you're young. It's saying something that you've you've had to have lived a bit and lost something and get to the point of often late thirties, forties before people start to go oh is this all there is to life, and is there more to life than this? And then yeah. maybe going into the kind of spiritual kind of aspect. But I think now there are the planet needs the planet needs people to know that we're actually we're all connected. I mean, it, it, it is the thing about connection. Yeah. Because if you actually thought that every single one of us were still connected in some way, and that um, as Callum describes it as the big soul soup pot. Um, I mean, that's quite funny. He, has, he always had a good sense of humour, but he does um, it. We are still connected, even though if we're physically here. Our souls are still connected in that like soup pot yeah. <laughs> of, of, you know, of, of this kind of eternal thing that we're all connected to. So, if we're all still connected to that, but here, we, people feel so disconnected from one another. And I have spoken to quite a lot of people recently who have also started to talk about their spiritual experiences, their view on the world, how they've felt that they're connected to something else. Yeah. And again, people that maybe have never spoken about it before. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as we go back to that, are we linked with the books? There is so many people who've got this wisdom and knowledge and should be sharing it because yeah. books are a great way to share that because Absolutely. people read it and, and they want to read something else. So I'm sitting there going, right, come on. And I was getting a bit of a kicking in for Calum, actually. You know, it was the, you can't sit there quiet any longer because I need to speak out about this because if I speak out and share some of my experiences, and I'm, I'm now writing about this for myself. Is this the next book? It's the next book. Oh,
0: hallelujah. <laughs>
1: oh. It's the next book, You know.
0: This next book's
1: been coming for about five years. <laughs> yeah, well, that's It, wasn't, it, it, was, it, never right it was never the right topic. It was never the right topic. I was yeah. trying to write something that wasn't the right topic. Yeah, um, and, now, and now, I've got somebody helping me. They're, they're writing it for me, so it's actually easy. Brilliant. Um, but that way, if, if I write this, then I open up and give other people permission to. Yeah. Because sometimes we need. It, it feels like you need permission to, to kind of share this stuff. I needed to give myself permission. We all need to give ourselves permission. Yeah. But if I can actually say, okay, do you know what? If you've got something that, that the world needs to hear because it's going to help us actually move forward hum, as a humanity, you know, from a humanity perspective yeah. and all these other things that are going on, there are people who have got so much wisdom and connection. Yeah. Because think of these, you know, this is it's way bigger than Google. Oh. <laughs> the big silver pot is even, you know, like bigger than Google. you know, so, yeah. Um And it's not corrupt. It's not corrupt. <laughs> oh! <laughs> You realise like so that's, yeah, that's it. i listen, that that's This isn't going anywhere.
0: <laughs> <out. laughs> not going anywhere. Now. Podcast is doomed. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I've started reading and listening to a lot of Ramdas work recently, and he is always talking about that connection and that we are all one soul. Yeah. That are living on this plane of existence, and that there's all these different channels, and there's a channel eventually where we are all one and then if you go beyond that you're before the even one thing and you're just like my brain is getting blown out <laughs> of my head at the moment <laughs> but I get it it that just makes sense Nobody people listen to this but like I don't know what those two are talking about uh-huh, yeah that's that's fine that's just where they are <laughs> on their journey yeah. and you may never get to a point where you listen and go oh okay, I kind of know what you thought about my brother is an atheist and thinks that when you die you die doesn't, he's like, don't bother my funeral, don't bother burying me, just do whatever you want, put me on the, on the tip, bump if you want it, it legal? <laughs> um But that's what he was... What do you mean there's no sound detected? Don't tell me that you've stopped recording, hang on. Right, this is going to be interesting in the middle of the podcast, if it's... If we've been interfered with, why? Hold on, let me pause. Right, we're back on a new recording. <laughs> Um, what were we talking about? There? <laughs> I was about my brother being an atheist and wanting to just get put on the tip. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not being bothered, but that was, I mean, that's just his history of the world, his beliefs. And yeah. everybody's going to have their own, and it will develop. Yeah,
1: How yeah. It and I think that's the thing with a spiritual journey. Mm. You know, I had, if I think back to my spiritual journey of, was preparing me actually for Callum's da- death. For Callum's death. And I had started exploring some of this uh, probably about five or six years before he died. So, so I had, I had, I mean, my first thing was I heard someone calling my name and I could be in the car and I would hear Kim. I would be walking down a corridor in the office and I would hear Kevin, I would turn around and there'd be nobody there. Mm-hmm. This happened so many times that honestly I really thought I was losing the, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. It was, as you said about the white cuddle my jacket, yeah, I was yeah. definitely getting one. Um, and it was so, but it, it happened so often that it, you can't, it wasn't just, you know, once or twice and think, okay, oh, there was the, something, there was something in the radio. It was just constantly happening. And then I, I, I met... I met this friend of my my sister's, and uh, he was very spiritually connected. A bit of a medium, would would kind of like you know would, would, would talk to talk to these spirits. And I was always just a bit sceptical, I suppose, that you know of this. So, and he you kind know, of he sat. We were in the pub this night, and he sat there and he had said to me, hmm, "You don't believe in this, do you?" And then he looked at me and he went, "Oh no, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're scared. Somebody's talking to you just now." Look where I'm going. I haven't told anybody. <laughs> I have not told anybody this is happening. And he said, You keep hearing things and there's nobody there. And I was like, Uh huh. And then he started describing this woman. And he said, Why are you not answering her? <laughs> and this was my aunt, my aunt Myrud, that I was very, very close to. I was like a daughter. Yeah. And she had died a few years before. And this was this was kind of coming up so my it was probably more than i think it's more than five years ago. no wait, time just uh, disappears more than five years before it down. Uh, and he said to me right okay i'm going to suggest that you go to the spiritualist church in glasgow mm-hmm. go and go there and you're going to meet somebody in there who's going to have a big influence in your life mm-hmm. right okay fair enough so after he because he told me the whole series of things about my aunt Myra that were, you know, about how like she died, what she died of, and describing things about what she had, you know, things about the house and stuff that, you know, that, that he wouldn't have, have known, guessed. he couldn't have guessed, you Yeah. Know. And I thought, right, okay, there's something to this, so I decided to go to the Spiritualist Church in, um, just off Stocky Hall Street in Glasgow, in Newton Place, the Glasgow Spiritualist Association. And I used to work just along from them. I used to work in Newton Place when I was HR manager for NCH Action for Children. I used to work along there, so I thought, right, okay, phone them up, find out when what happens, what happens you with know, these kind of things. I don't really know, and they said, no, it's fine. We have services, so they are um, they are a church, which was some for me as well. Going, I'm not religious. I don't get the church thing. I've never felt comfortable in a church. Really, I've not. You know, it's never brought me comfort. Anyway, I so, thought, right asked what time things were on, told my services, I said, okay, I'm going to come along. So I get in, and it's just a like the, the old Victorian Terrace building, you know, one yeah. of the one of the, the, the house what was an original house converted. Walked in. As I walked in the door, somebody said, Oh hello, Can you obviously look? I'm looking for here? and I go, You're new. Come with me, I'll introduce you to Anne. She'll look after you. And this lady Anne who was at the at the front. Tr- and that way when you meet somebody and you just as if you've known each other all your life well that was exactly what it was the two yeah, years from a when, you, when you definitely knew each other from a previous life and uh, we just sat and and we were laughing she has been going for a long time and we, we just really clicked and we'd been laughing and that night I got the medium so there was a medium who is on the platform and it's a from them it's a demonstration of mediumship to try and give proof that there is life beyond death yeah. it's so they say to you to not to take things just at face value. If they come with a message and you say, no, you're all looking for yes or no, can you take this, can you not? They're not to be asking you questions that you can then feed them a bit of information on. And um, so here I am sitting down the front with Anne and the medium, and I can't even remember the woman's name who was on that night. She came she came over and she said to me, can I speak to you? And I was like, Okay, yes. Um, who's Sinclair? Way, you're going right away, okay, that, because you know, Sangler's, that's not a common, common name, right? It's yeah. not a common name. And I was like, aha, uh-huh, my husband, yeah, okay, got a lady here. And it turns out, I mean, it was his mum, right? Sangler's yeah. mum died a few, a few years ago as well. And, and she, so the, the thing was, you know, there's a wee girl, she was sitting, who's the wee girl that was sitting looking through the photographs? And the night before, Kirsten and I had been sitting looking through photographs, and she was asking, she says, yep, yep. She she talks about the lady who sings to her, and so, you know, so mm-hmm. there were so many things in there, but it was just, it was like, right, okay, wow. And then, yeah, yeah, I'll, and she was going to listen to me. She says she likes your glasses. I had just, we just got new glasses at the petitions the week before. You know, there were so many things. It was yeah. like, this is, this is so incredible. So, so I started, you know, I started going, not every week, but I was there fairly regularly and, and we had this connection with Anne. And that was, the, that was the point at which I then started to think, okay, so what if this is true then? <laughs> mm, yeah. What does that mean for me? What does that mean for me? If this is true, if, if we don't die, you know, when, when, when somebody's dead, that's, there is, there's something beyond and that we actually can still in some way communicate. What does that mean for me? And I just started reading books. That was the, like, I used to then walk in, I would walk in a bookshop and books would literally fall at my feet. <laughs> you know, that mean it's just weird. It's like, someone would fall and you would go, all right, okay. And you'd pick it up and it's like, today's purchase. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to read this thing. <laughs> and it's that, and it was just that reading something. And sometimes you would pick something up saying, I don't understand this at all. I have that because it was beyond my comprehension. Yeah. It, um, you're talking about belief bridges, <laughs> but you kind of need to, you kind of go from like, your brother thinking, that's it, your deed, your deed, there's nothing beyond that, to suddenly thinking, oh yes, I have, believe in this soul support that you're talking about and you can have communication. You're not going to go from there to there yeah. unless you have an, an absolute, you have a spiritual awakening of your own and something mm-hmm. happens to you. Most people come at this over a long time yeah. and having, you know, gradually opened up something mm-hmm. going on and that's what happened to me I gradually opened up to to learning something more but through that learning and all that journey that I did and all the things that I was I think probably kind of guided towards I mean I don't mean that somebody suddenly comes up and says yeah, you have to go and do this we have free will yeah but probably people are just now <laughs> for just now yeah. but <laughs> next we're gonna have to pay for it <laughs> <laughs> But people would appear in my life yes. that, um, you know, just had. like I mean, so Anne and I, it's funny, I was trying to connect her on Facebook the other day because I thought, we don't, I haven't seen Anne for years. Mm-hmm. Um, but she'd come into my head. So I thought, oh, wait, she would try to track her down. So if she's listening to this, Anne, you know, we need to go for lunch. <laughs> um, but yet that, you know, that you would meet people that would then just give you a little bit of the puzzle. Of where you were going, or just help you then to make that next leap to something else, and because they would open up a concept to you that you could maybe just go, okay, so yeah, what if this is true for me? What does that mean? Can I take this or not? Uh, and I think just now there are a lot of people actually asking about this, that or their order, and they don't even maybe you know what to ask or where to start, or yeah, it's just that they're not. And particularly the young people, that's what, that's why I'm, That this is what Callum's channeling to me, that there are lots and lots of young people who are feeling disconnected. And we're disconnected because we're not connected to our soul. So if we're not connected, because if you're connected to your soul, you're never disconnected, because if you know you're connected to your soul and your soul is still connected to everything else, then you're always loved. And that's what our soul is, it's pure love. That's yeah. what it feels like. That's why, you know, like being back in the soup pot feels like pure love. Um, so if you're feeling disconnected and people are always looking for that connection somewhere, and it's where you've had, you know, it tends to be young people who are, you know, then it's the, you'll look for it in somewhere else. Yeah. You'll look to fill that hole that you've ha- that you have with something else, whether it's drink or drugs or... It's always, yeah, the heart, you know, just shorten and things always
0: disconnect you a little bit more. I think you probably have to go through that to realise that's not where your connection is. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then we had all this this year where suddenly the things that they would have done to right. fill my hole are away. And that's why I'm being told, you need to talk about this stuff now, Mum. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> because there are lots of young people out there who then leave too early is what I'm being told. It's that, you know, it's, you know, it's suicide. I mean, our, our youth suicide, your young people's suicide rate is, is horrendous. Yeah. And it's, and for that, it's the, you know, wanting to be away from the pain, but feeling loved and connected is probably the core oh. driver that people are, you know, yeah. wanting to be connected to. And that's what I'm being told is that, also from a soul perspective the planet needs people to be more awake now and remember a bit more about your soul's journey and your soul you know where your soul has been before and what you actually understand because when we come here into this physical existence we forget it all Mm -hmm. so even though your soul may well have been here several hundred times before yeah the thing is that you're here to experience something different in this lifetime and learn something different so if you remembered all that you wouldn't learn but what i'm being told now is that people need to understand a little more about that because the disconnection is too big Mm -hmm. and that people are then leaving and therefore they're not learning those young people who are here to learn something are not learning because they're finding Mm -hmm. a way out (laughs) the exit plan is going and therefore they're back in the soul soup pot, and the soul soup pot's saying, Oh, wait a minute, you're a contract, well, you were supposed Get to go and learn You were supposed to go and learn this. Mm-hmm. And then you have all these disconnected people, souls even kind of back there, going, oh, I'm supposed to have learned something and I haven't. Yeah. So that's you know I know this sounds this may sound weird and wacky to some people, but that's what the that's what I'm getting channelled now, if you yeah. like. And I think there's lots of times when you're given information and
0: particularly about connection and love and that sort of stuff that you sit there and you, and you kind of go, mm-hmm. oh, I know that. Yeah. But yeah. You, <laughs> sometimes somebody will tell you, tell you something or you'll learn something and, and you think, I already knew this. Yeah. But you don't know, but you know in this lifetime you haven't learned it, but it's been there. Or you just know how to do something and you're like, I don't know why I know how to do this,
1: but I do. Yeah. And it is that knowing, Mm. and that's the thing for me now. I think it's why I've come to the, you know, why I'm now prepared to talk about it, because it's an utter knowing for me. Also, I had, I mean, I had an experience, a past life experience that helped me come to terms with Callum's death. And it was that understanding of what I was, the, we had a contract, I mean, and it, some people might have heard of soul contracts. I mean, it's one you know, it's just it's a theory. I'm not saying it's absolutely true, but you know, mm-hmm. this whole thing about that you've got a you know, that you come with a soul family, with a soul group, yeah, and that you then meet different people. It's not necessarily about that, you know, oh, you're my soul mate, you know, that is it's mm-hmm. not necessarily the same kind of thing, but um, but yeah, that you that often our souls will revisit earth at the same time with the view of helping us experiencing some, experience something in this lifetime because that's about our soul's evolution because mm-hmm. if, if we are all just in the soup pot where we're just all you know love and joy and it's absolutely as glorious there's if there's we learn through pain yeah most of us right i mean <laughs> there's no growth and development if, yeah, just, put, yeah. if you're already there yes so that <laughs> growth and development happens here i feel like there's yeah. school Not all about pain, we'd have joys, but but, but there's some of that. And and that past life experience that I had helped me to actually understand that we had a contract. Why I chose this life, why Callum chose this life, why we agreed that this was what was going to happen. Mm. Um, And that really helped me to kind of come to terms with, okay what we're doing now I know that that's a really difficult thing to do Sinclair doesn't get this mm-hmm. he 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 can't he can't see how could you have agreed to do this yeah because from a human point of view why why would any you know it's almost like well why the hell would you agree to come in and have a stillbirth mm-hmm. why would you agree to you know like, your son only going to be here till he's almost 13 years old yeah. I know there'll be people there listening to this that just won't want to, to listen to this, and absolutely fine. It's not your time then, maybe to listen to this. Yeah. But but it helped me. Mm. Um, and How did you feel you know? your the past life? Was it one uh, a past life regression? It it was a but the, the um, so Brian Weiss is one of the um, go and read his books. Somebody's interested in this. <laughs> Brian Weiss, um, many lives. Many masters, many lives. Many lives, many masters is one of the. I mean, he's written quite a few. Um, there's also Michael Newton, um, the, um, Destiny of Souls and Journey of Souls. Yeah. Those two books changed my life. Okay. Honest to goodness, they are just like... And I can't find them. Not I've given them to somebody. I can't find back copies. I need to buy more. Uh, but Brian Weiss was speaking at. So he's American. He's an American um, who was a hypnotherapist actually found he wasn't he wasn't studying he wasn't a regression didn't really necessarily believe in this but he was working with his patients doing hypnotherapy and realized that so many of them were going into what seemed to be other lives when they were talking about healing stuff and he just started documenting it and documenting it and documenting it and then realized that "Mm, there's something to this Mm -hmm. so he didn't go into this looking Looking for for it it. he found it and then said all right okay i mean he's got uh, yeah it found him (laughs) it was his soul's journey and actually just then okay this is what you're here to do you're here to help this and Mm -hmm. so he's helped so many people when come to terms with this yeah um he was speaking at the hay house event in glasgow Mm -hmm. they did an i can do it event um i don't know what it was 2015 maybe 30 anyway and I got tickets to go, and so I'm sitting there. It's in the SECC, right? Like, hall, huge hall. And he did this um, past life regression, basically kind of like guided meditation. And it's like you know, because yeah. that's what it was. It's just like guided yeah. meditation. It's nothing. You know, we're not all sitting chanting or um, you know. Mm-hmm. Doing it. it was it was literally just sitting, and he did this kind of guided meditation. And in this hall, with all of these people, I had the most profound experience where I suddenly saw myself um, as a young man driving uh, a truck, I mean, an old, old truck. And what I knew was this was during the First World War and I was driving this truck because it had, the, you know, the, like, the big thin steering wheel you know, and it was all rickety stuff and I was driving this truck and something happened and whether the truck was, it was shelled or something... But I was injured, alongside that I was injured, but I didn't die there. And the next vision that I had was of me then being in the room. I mean, I was very badly injured, but I was in a room and my mother and another aunt, I think it was, my family basically were around, bit, but I was surrounded by these strong women. Yeah. So I was this young boy, I was nineteen, you know, here I was, like, you know, bandaged up, didn't you know? And, and my mother was sitting and she said to me, it's okay, you can go. And I died. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, it, it was an amazing, you know, like, so I'm in this room, I'm, I'm sitting in the SEC, you know, there are hundreds of, hundreds it's of not people. Not particularly
0: spiritual place. No, it's not. It's, it's not. not a
1: spiritual building. And suddenly, so, <laughs> but I had this whole vision and you can't believe what that meant because all of a sudden I had the utter clarity that okay, <laughs> now I understand. I am here as the strong mother who had to let her son go. Yeah. And so you've been
0: the son. I've been the son way.
1: who's left and watched the mother. And that was suddenly then, and it was just it was this. Ah, and I've got chills at the moment even That's just from the top of my head
0: to the soles of my feet. I've got chills and have done for like the last half an hour like um, I know I know <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You can give me a hug now um, yeah that it, it's it was just that it was that then absolute knowing yeah it was just a piece of the puzzle because up until then I kept asking and it's the thing about so if I'm if I'm believing this is that I did this because I'd started around this reading the stuff about souls and and, and soul contracts but I didn't get it yep. because I was still going but my mother has lost my son and I don't why would I want to agree to this because it's so painful so I couldn't understand it until I had that vision mm. and it was then just the absolute knowing and the complete clarity. Yeah. And that also helped then strengthen the connection with Callum because then what he was able to say was, Yes, mum, that was what we agreed. Now you understand. Yeah. Now you mm-hmm. understand. Amazing. So yeah. I mean there's just so yeah, and we've had to just keep connecting over the you know, over the years and he makes me laugh and he tells all sorts of stuff and 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 now he's he's trying to help me share more of our soul's journey mm-hmm. to help other people kind of awaken a little bit more and be curious. So even if today this just helps people be curious, yes, to start you know, like I said start that belief bridge and stuff around well, what if this were true? What would it mean for me? Would I feel different about life if, if I knew and thought this was true?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If I could connect with the people that I've loved that, that love me and are no longer here, would that make a difference to how I live my life now? Would you know? Would I feel less empty? Would I feel more love? Would I feel yeah. more connected? So I don't know what I don't know what all I'm going to be sharing yet because it's still <laughs> still Not coming still coming it's still coming yeah, yeah but That's exciting yeah because
0: yeah, since I remember when was that the start of lockdown I can't remember if you text me and we had a, a, a very long conversation yeah. to, to ask if I, I gave permission for you to connect me to my soul family and I was like yeah sure of course <laughs> and then about two nights later all like, my grandparents and people were coming to me in my dreams and it's like they're here <laughs> I think I texted them yeah, like, yeah. Oh, nice.
1: <laughs> yeah it took me 30 or yeah and it was just that because I knew at that point again you were struggling a little bit at that time and yeah and that's the thing because so if you realize that you know we are that they're not that far away from you Mm -hmm. but but if there's something blocking a route and and that was all I was getting was kind of Callum was saying you well well you know I can help I can and it's almost like I can help because because we're all connected here so it's easy enough but I just need to know it's okay for me to help. Yeah, <laughs> um, and yeah, I yeah, helped the block. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and that was so. Yeah, it was it was interesting. And what he's been said what he's been telling me now, I mean, there's there's two other friends that I've got. So um, Andrea Gardner, um, shout out to her, wonderful woman. You know Andrea as well. Yeah, met have Met Andrea. Met Andrea. Um, and uh, and Eva, Eva Andrea, who's in Spain, mm-hmm. and the two of them and I have got. Some stuff that we need to be doing, and this is part of this work. This yep. is so Eva's a great, I mean, she's a Is that um, Eva the
0: mastermind? Yeah, 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 but, yeah. But, yeah.
1: who's an amazing lady and has the real opportunity to help you open up and connect to you know your spiritual path or, yeah. or, or just being able to write, you know, write in such a way that you're it's easy for you. So she's helping opening doors for people to write stuff, mm-hmm. um, um, you know. I'm gonna help you publish it because again you can come and talk <laughs> to me about books because that's what I do. Um and and Andrea is is just and Andrea needs to write her story. Andrea understands more about her soul's journeys than anybody else I have met. Yeah. And she can actually guide so many of us. I think about her because she she's just got this understanding of multiple lives. I mean I I, I have seen too right i've not i've not delved back into knowing where else i've been whatever because it's not it's not been a major thing for me to know yeah um but i mean andrea has had this i mean she's like, she, like she's going oh yeah i was here then and i did this and i know that and and that's why now i'm doing such and such and this is because we kind of carry traits almost like you know when you say oh you're so like your granny because you can see yeah. you totally like you've got the same mannerisms you've got well, it's a bit like that. We carry essences of our soul mm, yeah, <laughs> from past experiences.
0: My brother, is, my brother is very like his great-grandfather, I think my dad's grandfather, who he's never met, mm-hmm. but he has loads of personality traits, exactly the same as he has. Yeah. It's like, there has to be something. Yeah. Because how else would you get that? I mean, and my dad is nothing like that man, so it's not
1: like it's been It's just in a scene. Like, uh-huh. and, and, yeah, it's not like you Yep, yep. Um, yeah, there's lots of things like that. So yeah, so Andrea's so and, and that's what Callum recently had just written had written stuff literally channelling through me, writing stuff, um and had written messages for both of them. Yeah. That yeah, yeah, come on, we actually need to we need to be talking more about this. And that's where I think there are folk working with working with Eva. Hopefully Andrea, I've not caught up personally but hopefully she's actually been writing more about this because I think she's got a real opportunity to help us Understand and just even like to understand, like, so how that impacts our, our life just now and how, how we're living, and yeah, because it made like to that one experience for me. And sitting in there, it was about 10 minutes or something, you know, it just, just gave me such a you know, like a, a kind of a sense of peace, yeah,
0: that you wouldn't have got
1: no, no, because I've constantly time. been asking, having done my NOP, my huna stuff, my hoona, You know, like yep. it, it was the, the the view of I am responsible for everything that happens in my world. That was the belief I was running. I am responsible for everything. So I've either drawn it to me, or I've you know I've created it. I've you know. So, so this whole thing was well, if I'm responsible for what has happened, why why could I then draw this to me that my son was going to die? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. that so there was this this real question and stuff going on in and there and then kind of recognising that okay so this is a past life kind of connection that makes that makes sense of it. I've now understood that there is this kind of soul contract potential I that could have but what is it? And just then just being able to go, all right, okay. And relax. So it takes away any guilt potential that you yeah. might have had. Yeah. 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 <laughs> About yeah. pulling stuff. And also just helped me to connect deeper then with with Callum and with, with the rest of my my rest of my soul team because you know, if if you actually connect with them you realise that you've got this whole squad of folk who are all there. It's your cheerleading pack, basically. Yeah. They want you to succeed in whatever it is. And to learn the lessons. To that learn, you're learn the that learn yeah. the easiest way the, possible. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We do you know, we don't need to make it harder for ourselves than, than we often do, you know, we yeah. don't need to make it harder for ourselves. Yeah. But if we could have a wee bit more knowledge now mm. so that you still learn the lesson. Yeah. Because we can't bypass the lessons that we're want to yeah. be learning. But if we actually understood that we were all connected. So regardless of whether we're black, we're white, we're yes. Muslim, we're Catholic, what you know, that none of those things. It means it means <laughs> 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 you know, but, like none of those labels yeah they don't mean anything don't mean anything whatsoever if you actually understood that we are all connected in this big soul soup yeah yeah so humanity needs this they do indeed so when is your book going to be out oh right no. well i need to move to larence okay. now apparently so that i've got yeah. i've got <laughs> Getting to the so, so that I've got time to, yeah, I've got space to write. uh But yeah, the, the other thing is that I need to organise an event because my last book only got out because I had the Scotland's Happiness Day. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, these folk who do book launches and after, no, I'm like, I need a conference. Right, I'm going to write, I'm gonna, right, I've got a conference organised, but right, I'm going to write my book now so that I can launch it at my <laughs> conference. Six months, that's fine. So, but no. It's next year. I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm 2021. I'm, yeah, 2021. Yeah, this, this will be out. The, whatever whatever calm needs to be shared to people will be out. By then. Good. Good, good, good. So where's...
0: If somebody wanted to follow you, connect with you, get in touch with you, where's the best places for
1: them to get and find you? Um, probably... The, the one place you'll always find me is just... Like, our website is um, indieauthorsworld.com. Yeah. If anybody wants to speak to me and talk to me about a book idea or anything, you can actually... You can book a slot in my diary straight from the, the homepage of our website. We're on Facebook. I'm on personally on Facebook as well. Um, that's mostly where I, where I am. I mean, we're, yeah. We've got Indie Authors World um, Facebook pages and, um, as well as Instagram. But Facebook's the, kind of predominantly the, the space to yeah. space there. And, yeah, just... Send me a message if somebody, even if you want to talk, if somebody's got a wants to share their spiritual story with me. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm up for listening. I'm up for you know just so yeah, you can share in that yeah. connection. Yeah, exactly. If you've if you've got a story to tell, <laughs> not even that it has to be a book. I just mean if you've got a story to and you want to connect, please do. That's great. Yeah. Especially if you've got nobody else round about you that you
0: can you feel like you can have this conversation with because if people around about you are all atheist, or would think that you're all lunatic or whatever, yeah, yeah. then it's good to have people around that
1: go, oh, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely exactly. Is. Yeah, definitely. And that may well be that this is the next phase of the next kind of group discussion is, is more just about, okay, having somewhere to, to kind of talk about this sort of stuff. Yeah. And the more I started to share and say, I'm really scared of it. Say, people would own up and say, but actually, I, I believe in this as well. I've just mm-hmm. not told anybody. So, you know, that's the thing is that I'm sure that you start to, to find, find your tribe, find the yeah. people that will support you and yeah. what you want to do. definitely because i
0: definitely do believe in it my brother just looks at me and my mum. i think she's not too sure Mm -hmm. but then there's that catholic upbringing where you're too scared to believe in something else outside of yeah whatever your doctrine has been
1: yeah uh
0: yeah Yeah. so you have got the freedom to move away from something if it doesn't serve you yeah
1: for
0: sure kim thank you so much for being on the podcast (sighs) i've loved it i'm so glad
1: you shared all that stuff (laughs) still goosebumps